0: The Tanya of Rabbi Schneer Zalman of Liadi, taught by Rabbi Ben Zion Krasnyansky. Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg.
1: We are, in the middle of letter number 22, the conventional way of looking medicine. You have a headache? alleviate the headache, let's take a painkiller, take an aspirin, remove the headache. Something is wrong, you have to immediately remove the pain. But there's a revolutionary perspective, which is a whole different perspective, which is what Alter Ebi is, is, is introducing to us, here. which is counterintuitive, but it's so correct. And that is that it's a wrong way of looking at pain and suffering. We learned already in the first part, in the first chapter, in the letter of Truva, the letters of Truva, he said if a person does proper Truva, certain sins, severe sins, if a person does proper Truva, Truva alone is not enough, In need Truva together with Yom Kippur. He quotes the Talmud, the end of tracted Duma, if... It's a very severe sin need Yitshuva, Yom Kippur and pain and suffering and he says not the pain and suffering you impose upon yourself it's a pain and suffering that comes from Hashem when Hashem sees the yitruva is sincere so this triggers from above it triggers a pain and suffering that comes from Hashem what's the Talmud telling us? what's the Torah telling us? what's the Altar explaining? Al Rebbe is explaining that pain and suffering is not a punishment just like when the body is ill, the body is not feeling well. You can look at it, it's a terrible thing. But there's a different way of looking at it. The body is detoxing. When you have a fever, or you have, you lose your appetite, the body is telling you, "I have to stop eating." <laughs> My body needs a rest. When your body has a fever, the body is fighting back. Your healthy parts of your body is fighting back to regain its health. So you have to, you have to let it run its course. I'm going to stop the fever. I'm going to stop whatever is going on. Your body is healing. Your body is trying to heal. Your body. You have to understand the dynamic that's happening. And let the body do what it needs to do. If you have to detox, you have to get rid of all the toxins inside of you. If a person sins, and the same thing is with the spiritual, the spiritual and the physical parallel each other. When a person sins and you introduce into your system, into your spiritual system, negative, toxic energy because of the deeds that you've done, or the thoughts or the speech, or are completely negative, severely negative, and the body responds, the healthy organism responds. Is a dramatic response. The more intense the negativity and toxicity that you introduced, the body has to fight back even stronger. So this is the way of the body trying to clear itself. The body is trying to... So instead of looking at it as, a, as oh yeah, I better get rid of this pain. I better get rid of this, this, this fever. I better get rid of this. And I'm going to throw pills and give poisons and try to... <laughs> which only deals with the symptoms and misses the whole point that's going on here. On the contrary, help the body. Realize what the body is doing. Don't run away from it. It's a very revolutionary approach in medicine, which is, which only very few very enlightened uh, doctors understand. Understand the body as a living organism And the body is speaking to us. It has a life and a wisdom of its own. It's taking care of us. So the Rebbe is is pleading with the Hasidim. He says, you don't understand. You're running away. You're running to the Rebbe to help you to remove the headache. God is giving you a headache. God is punishing you. He's detoxing you, he's, he's cleaning you, he's cleansing you, he's getting rid of all the inner, po- whatever is poisonous and toxic in your life. W- what are you running? Go with the program, deal with it. Go with the program, turn to Hashem, do tshuva, take the heart, realize what's happening here. It's a cleansing, it's a catharsis, it's a. It's a Detox program that Hashem has put you under. When you start detoxing, you're going to have a very few painful days. (laughs) When you have to start getting rid of all the poisons, all the junk and all the garbage that you put into your body and all the junk food and all the the sugars and the carbs and the junk foods that you put into your body and the poisons and the chemicals, the body is going to have a very strong reaction. But that means you're on the road to health. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. The moment, the moment something is wrong, you're going to run to the doctor, please give me a pill, stop this. What are you avoiding here? If the body won't detox, if it won't cleanse, how are you going to get better? It's not a bad thing, it's a healthy thing, it's a good thing. So it's a very superficial and short-sighted approach to view as, as pain or suffering, God is slapping me and hitting me and hurting me. That's like a child. That's a childish understanding of life and a childish understanding of medicine, a childish understanding of the human organism, of the body. And the same is with the spiritual organism. Hashem is not slapping us. Hashem is not hurting us. Hashem is not taking revenge on us. Hashem is not angry at us. He's healing us. He's curing us. So, So bring yourself to the doctor. Don't run. Running away from Hashem means you don't understand you don't understand what's going on here. That's what Al Terebi is trying. Ultimately, Al Terebi did not say that he won't help. At the end, he did help, and he continued to help. But he, he's pleading with the Hasidim, he's pleading with us please understand what's going on here. Please understand what Hashem is doing here. Don't, don't look at this so superficially and childishly. You have to understand. As he calls, he says, Hashem is wise, Hashem is just, Hashem is righteous and merciful. Anything that's happening to you is a result of Hashem's justice, mercy, wisdom. So what what are you running from? Appreciate what's going on, understand what's going on. instead of running away like a child when the father is trying to bathe the son who's caked in mud and rolled around in mud and trying to clean him look like a mensch smell like a mensch instead of running away offer yourself okay please thank you yes it hurts it's painful of course it hurts and it's painful you're rolling in mud To, to scrape away that mud it's going to be amazing to get rid of all the toxins that we've taken in as a result of our choices, yes, it, it's it's. You can't eat terribly for forty years and then expect to get well without any detoxification process. It's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> so,
1: so I think that's the point that he's trying to make. You have to understand. He's, 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 he's lifting us up, Is elevating us, Is trying to be a little mature, don't be like children, understand what Hashem is doing, think Hashem is punching you, Hashem is beating you up, Hashem is getting back at you, Hashem is taking revenge with you, I mean, grow up, understand, and this understanding is correct, it's true, and it's, it's a true perspective, it's how we have to understand. And it says Mark and He says, if you merit, if you do teshuvah, and you're sincere, and you did teshuvah, and Yom Kippur, Hashem sees you're sincere. Hashem, will, this will trigger the healing process, which includes a detoxification process. That's part of the healing process. So that's what it is. It's a healing. It's not a negative. It's a positive. It's painful, of course. It's painful. Detoxing is very painful. You're going to go through a few days of hell. But anyone who understands medicine knows after those few days of hell, your body starts healing. That's part of the healing. Your body gets rid of all the negative, all the toxins. Now, you can free, once you're free from all the toxins, then your body can start
2: healing. Then as in water face reflects face, the verse goes on to say, so is the heart of man to man. And the same is true of the heart of mortal man Super supernal man. There will be an arousal of love in the heart of everyone who perceives and understands the preciousness of the nature of God's love for the nether beings, for those who find themselves in this world the lowest of all worlds. This divine love is dearer and better than all the kinds of life of all the worlds both spiritual and material. As it is written, how precious is your loving kindness, chesed. It is likewise written, for your chesed is better than love.
0: The motivating nucleus of chesed is love. Thus it is written, I have loved you with an everlasting love and have therefore drawn down chesed upon you. For chesed which is a manifestation of love is the fountainhead of life that is present in all the worlds. As it is said in the Amidah, he sustains life through Teset. Teset and love are thus the sustaining life force of all living beings. And then, i.e., when one realizes Hashem's great love for him that finds expression in afflictions, and when this in turn arouses a love within him so that he will better receive Hashem's love, And Hashem, too, will grant goodness of a kind that the naked eye can clearly and palpably perceive as good and make His face, the innermost dimension of divinity, shine towards Him with a manifest love which had earlier been garbed and hidden in a manifest rebuke. The overt admonition that stems from Hashem's hidden love will then be transformed into revealed love and the expressions of divine severity, the gaborot, will be sweetened at their source within their source these expressions of divine severity are ultimately benevolent as they descend to the world below they become manifest in the form of suffering the word then will be sweetened at their source and thereby these expressions of divine severity will become nullified forevermore
1: so once we realize that that's um, this the tax program that hashem is putting us under is the ultimate expression of Hashem's love for us and care for us and concern for us. It's actually a healing program that Hashem is doing out of His love for us. It's more painful for the parent than it is for the child. When the parent sees a child suffering, the parent suffers more than the child suffers. So it's, it's the ultimate expression of Hashem's love for us because He wants us to heal and He wants us to be robust and vibrant and healthy and not crippled. He wants us to be healthy. Therefore, he's putting us through this very intense program. It's not for the faint of heart. But it's really, so what's hidden inside of this is really ultimate expression of love. And Hashem's love, which is the source of life, because life is is, is an act of love of Hashem. Hashem gives and He creates. It's all The whole world is based on Hashem's kindness. And what's the soul of kindness? It's love. So, in this... Pain and suffering is actually Hashem's ultimate love, which is life. So you find life and goodness, because there's nothing better than Hashem's love. That's the source of life. So we find life and strength. And when we respond in kind with we reciprocate that love like a mirror our heart is like a mirror when we reflect back Hashem's love then that love and we feel it consciously then that love emerges that love comes out of concealment comes out of hiding and once that love comes out of hiding then it no longer has to be concealed then things could become overtly good you no longer have to this will change everything and everything will become good in a in a revealed way in a tangible okay so this is this is the letter very classical very powerful unique letter you won't find anything like this in all of the writings of hasidus altreppe is going against seemingly against the whole grain of, of Hasidus from day one, from the Baal Shem Tov, and including the Alter Rebbe, and including all the rabbis afterwards, including he himself, before, during, and after, answered. Hasidim came to them, and they asked about their physical well-being, and the Rebbe continued to answer, and he blessed them, and helped them. So what's the point? What did we walk away from this letter, other than knowing that the Alter Rebbe is a prophet? <laughs> that the Rebbe's had to be prophets, because only a prophet can answer a physical question. All the rabbis have to be prophets, literally prophets. God is whispering in their ear and telling them, "Operate, don't operate; go into business, don't go into business; do this, don't do this." As he says, you have to be a prophet to be able to answer with such certainty a physical question. So, what, what was the point of the letter? What, what felt the rabbi? I mean, it's a cry in the wilderness. I mean, what's what's? Why did Al the rabbi continue to answer after writing such a strong letter? He bemoans and, he, and he's crying out, don't come to me. Understand. Have the maturity and the wisdom to understand what's going on and accept it. Don't try to run away from Hashem. So so why did you continue to answer? and Why are you encouraging Hasidim to come to you? To ask about the physical well-being. why did you allow Hasidim to come to you and answer? So we could say that based on what the Alta wrote earlier in the second part of the Tanya the gateway of unity in chapter 5 in the beginning of chapter 5 lessons in Tanya.com now you have it's on the phone app you don't even have to wait to get to your computer so he writes that when Hashem created the world, He wanted to create the world with the attribute of justice. Godliness should be completely concealed and hidden. It's what it says, in the beginning, Bereshit bara Alakim, with the name of Alakim. Gevura, total gevura, total hiddenness, total concealment. He saw the world couldn't survive. As we see, it even now when He mixed mercy and, and severity, we're barely surviving. Imagine if it was only severity and only hiding and only darkness and concealment. Forget about it. So Hashem, in His mercy, mixed. That's why it says at the end of the narrative, it says, B'yoyim asois Hashem al-ukim. That Hashem, Hashem made, the ended up making, creating with the mixture of Hashem and alokim. Hashem is the attribute of mercy together, mixed together with the attribute of al-ukim. He says, what's the attribute of mercy? Hashem. So he says, that's the revelation of godliness through the righteous one. And the miracles in the Torah, the righteous ones, the very being, but also the miracles that's done through the righteous ones. Because when a when a tzaddik does a miracle, the tov made a miracle. What's the effect of that miracle? When the Rebbe made a miracle, it was like a stunning revelation of Godliness. It woke something up in your soul. It reminded you it woke something up very deep inside of you, that there's a God in this world, that godliness is real. It's a reality, it's the only reality, it's the ultimate reality. So this brings us to the very crux of what the Valshant really accomplished, what the Hasidism really accomplished. Again, the analogy of medicine, this is like alternative medicines. Versus the conventional medicine. Conventional medicine is very, very powerful. But it's also very crude. It's about slicing and cutting and poisoning and chopping and harming and hurting. You know, it it, it accomplishes results. I mean, miraculous results. People are living longer and people are living uh, much longer lives.
2: But it's very,
1: very crude and very painful. And there's always negative side effects. Even when you're healed, there's scars and there's negative side effects. There's an alternative approach to medicine. That not only the end is good, but even how you get there is very gentle. It's a very positive, wholesome approach. You strengthen the immune system, you strengthen everything that's healthy in the person until the health overwhelms the negativity. You bring light, you bring health, a very deep level of health, very intense level of health. You trigger, you tap into the centers of health that's within the person that are almost infinite. Because we come from Hashem, who's infinite. And by tapping into and strengthening, the healthy parts overwhelm the negativity. It's a whole different approach to medicine. It's a whole different approach to life. It's a very gentle approach. As we discussed last week, the Rabbi Rashab pointed out, the Rabbi told us when he learned Tanya with the, his father, the Rabbi Rashab pointed out, why does the Rebbe say, when he's describing God, he calls him, who's, who's, who's bringing on us this detox program and this program of, of pain, He refers to Hashem on the top of page 27, a father, the second paragraph, a father who's merciful, who's wise, who's righteous, who beats his son. But one word he omits, chassid. He doesn't call him a (laughs) chassid. At the end of the sentence, he says, the father, the merciful one, the righteous one, and the chassid. And he says, because a chassid can't beat, a chassid can't hurt. A chassid, this comes from the word chesed. That's the name through and through. Not only the end has to be good, but the way how you get there also has to be gentle. You know, one time the Satmi Rebbe came to the previous Rebbe here in America. It was after the war and they were discussing World War II and the Satmei Rebbe was laying it on thick. He says, no Jews in Eastern Europe. There were terrible things going on there. And... They, you know, unfortunately, they deserved. What was going on. The Holocaust was something that we understand because of all the terrible sins that were happening. The previous Rebbe did not like that whole. And he says, don't don't justify Hashem too much. <laughs> don't don't. You know, we don't have to go out of our way to justify Hashem, because a Chassid goes about it in a different way. It says in Ethics of Our Fathers, we are the students of Arabs. What's so special about Aaron? Aaron was chesed. Aaron was love. Aaron was kindness. Not only the end was kindness, the end result, but how he went about it was kindness. He would meet a sinner. He would befriend him publicly. Walk, and walk down center city with him. Everyone was wondering, wow, Aaron is hanging out with his bum, his lowlife. And the bum and the lowlife was wondering more than anyone else. He says, Aaron, know who I am? Does he know? What reputation I have? He wouldn't be hanging out with me. But you know, slowly but surely, it, he's hanging around with her, and he better start uh, improving and he change his ways. When he met two two Jews who were fighting, he go over to one Jew. He says, "You know, I just spoke to your friend. He said the most unbelievable things about you, and he feels so terrible that you, that you're fighting with you." And he, he says, "Really, he said that about me?" All those wonderful things. Of course it was a white lie, he never said, he never spoke to me, he never said anything like it. If he said it probably he wouldn't you know, he would say some negative things. But really, maybe it's not so bad as I thought. Maybe and, you know, and and he would go to the other one and start telling him the same thing. I spoke to your friend. He said the most unbelievable wonderful things about you. He said this and that. He really said that about me. And next time they would meet in the street, they would hug and kiss and make up and come so Aaron's approach was one of love and kindness. In other words, even the means, how we got to the end, was also very gentle. This is the Hasidic approach. This is a Hasid. Hasid, Chassid, Hasid, chassid. Chassid. it's a gentle approach. Yes, there is negativity. And yes, there is toxicity. Taxid- but there is another way. It doesn't always have to be a crude painful approach there is another alternative there is a third way with light you shine a light a brilliant light and there's no room for darkness you reveal such a deep intense level of health the illness there's no room for illness when the body is flooded with health there's no room for illness So, this could be why this was the Bashamta's approach, and that's why the al Rebbe himself, before, during, and after this letter, he continued answering the Hasidim about physical things. Despite the fact that he himself just wrote and explained that it's all good, and Hashem, it's a detoxing program, and it's wonderful, and Hashem is scraping us, and Hashem is healing us. Yes, it's true. But he doesn't call Hashem a Hasid. <laughs> when Hashem, when a Jew has to go through such suffering, you can't call it Hashem a chasse. You can call him every name in the book. Righteous, <laughs> wise, loving, merciful, uh, merciful, but you can't call it chasid. A chassid does not beat, a chasid does not hit. There's a gentle approach, there's a different approach, a higher approach. And the Balshamtav embody that, the chasids embody that, the Rabbi's embody that approach. That there's another way. Make a miracle. What happens when a Jew experiences a miracle in his personal life? He reached a dead end. No one could help him. The doctors can't help him. Physically and materially, he's stuck. He's checkmated. And all of a sudden, the Rebbe gives a blessing and a miracle happens and everything clears up. And miracle of miracles, wonders of wonders. The problem goes away. The cloud vanishes and he's healed and he's cured and everything is okay. What do you think happens? What do you think that triggers within the hospital? There's a god in this world. This is godly. This is is unbelievable. It it awakens something very deep inside of us. It stirs something very deep inside of us. And that's a way to counter the materialism. That's a way to counter the toxicity of coarseness and crassness and egocentrism and self-centeredness and self-absorption by this stunning, intense revelation of God. So after every writes through the revelation, through the tzaddik, and through the miracles of the tzaddik, that the tzaddik performs. This is the revelation of Hashem that awakens everything that's healthy and vibrant and robust and good within us, that can counter all the darkness and all the negativity. So then you don't need You don't need the pain and suffering. There's a third, there's a third way. There's another alternative. Is this is the way of Hasidic. So yes, there is, just like you have, you have two ways of medicine, you have a very crude, the western way, which is very crude, very effective.
2: But it's very
1: crude, it's like, it's very harsh, very harsh. Oh yeah, you listen, if you, if you hit with a hammer, you, you'll get the nail and something will happen. But you know, in the meanwhile, there's damage that's done, and the harm, and the pain, and it's excruciating. It's a very crude and effective approach. There's a very gentle, a very subtle, a very profound, a very deep approach. That's the Hasidic approach, the Chassid. This is the Rebbe's way of telling Hashem, you know, let's do it a different way. Why do we have to do it through pain and suffering? Whatever you want to accomplish through pain and suffering, there is always another way. Reveal this incredible, intense light. That will just shatter the laws of nature and break all the laws of nature and just show yourself and reveal yourself, and you'll see. You'll wake up the Jew. What do you have to, What do you need? To, what do you need to hit and to slam and to punch and to hurt and to cut and to slice and to? There's other ways. How? God, you're God. You figure it out. But there's ways. And the Rebbe actually wrote a letter pushing his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe, urging that today we need more miracles, not less miracles. Pushing his father-in-law, because Chabad, they didn't didn't like miracles. They They didn't focus on miracles. They didn't pay attention to miracles. The biggest miracle is that you can make a mensch you can get a Jew to study Tanya and to study Hasidus and to study and appreciate and, and, and uh, preventive medicine. Don't get sick in the first place. Be a robust Jew, a vibrant Jew, a healthy Jew, a deep Jew, a profound Jew, a grounded Jew. Then you won't need any of this. But the Rebbe urged his father, the previous Rebbe, that today, because the world has become so crass, the world has become so coarse, so
2: coarse,
1: I mean, just the other week, very respectable journal of science. A scientist wrote hinting that maybe he he believes in intelligent design. He got so much criticism that he had to apologize. Could you imagine in the year 2016 a scientist has to apologize for believing that this world is intelligent design, that there's a God, a creator? It's mind-boggling. The darkness, the coarseness, the crassness, the... The lowness, the lowliness is so disconnected, so clueless, so irrational, illogical, the whole position of there is no intelligence and there is no God and there is no creator. It, it's just mind boggling. So when, you, when you're living in such a toxic soup, in such a toxic environment, it's toxic to godliness and toxic to truth and toxic to wholesomeness and to goodness. The Rebbe argued, you have no choice. You have to make miracles. You need a, this intense light to counter this darkness. When people see a miracle, they realize, yes, that everything they, they read is not a It's foolishness. Of course there's a God in this world. There's no other way to explain these miracles. God is running this world, and everything in this world is godly. And so the Rebbe encouraged and argued that you need Miracles, and astonishing miracles and big miracles and, and, new, and numerous miracles. So there is always a third approach. There's always a third old, uh, another approach. The, the Hasidic approach. The Hasid's approach. Gentle. In a gentle way. Without if you can imagine you can heal without detoxing. I don't know. Maybe there's a way you can strengthen the immune system and you strengthen the person to such an extent you don't have to go through all that detoxing and because you, the, health you, the health is so strong, so intense that the body just snaps back and the organism becomes robust and healthy again without going through all that harsh detoxification. Maybe there is such an option and that's through miracles when the tzaddik performs miracles and triggers and reveals godliness. So that could be one explanation. Another explanation. And maybe this is the time, you know, we promised when we finish letter number 20, we're going to learn the other thing that Alta Rebbe wrote. Two, two letters Alta Rebbe wrote right before he passed away. One was letter number 20, which now you can listen to, lessonsintanya.com. One of the most incredible things Alta Rebbe ever wrote right before he passed away. I encourage you to listen to it, lessonsintanya.com. And then, literally, Al Terebi passed away Mitzoyeh Shabbat, Saturday night. A few hours before he passed away, Al Terebi penned a very short thing, the last thing that he wrote, the last thing that he did in this world. Also, very powerful and along the same lines that he discussed in letter number 20. And this could explain, this is maybe answer. he's answering the question. The obvious question, based on this letter, why did Alter Rebbe continue to answer questions about material things when he so discouraged it, and he frowned upon it, and he's criticizing it, and he's he's railing against it? Why did he continue to answer? And again, when people came to him with physical things, with physical needs, obviously, Alter Rebbe looked at it as very immature. The way he's writing in this letter, he looked at it. He looked down on it. He looked at it as very immature. You're running away from God. You're running away from Hashem. Hashem is detoxing you. Hashem is curing you. Hashem is helping you, and like a little baby. You're running away, and please, I have a headache. Get rid of the headache. You don't understand what's going on here. So why does Alter Rabbi continue to encourage it? I mean, by continue to answer these questions, enabling it. Why is Alter Rabbi enabling something that he looks at, he looks down at. He looks something that he doesn't agree with it. Is the Alta Rebbe an enabler? For human weakness? What's going on here? It goes contrary to the whole theme and essence of Chabad. So it could be this is the Alta Rebbe wrote right before he passed away. He's giving the answer to this question. So let me, let me read it. I'll translate it. It's like one paragraph, short paragraph. It's called Nefesh Hashvel. The soul... It's very low. Nefesh Ashvela. A soul that's very low, truly very low, in its source. Avedasa, its service he taira gashmis. Its service is the physical taira. Bein la, bein la vin We ourselves should understand the taira. In the physical sense, and we should be able to explain it to others also in the physical sense. Ubein and also Gmilas chasadim a Physical kindness. Adekir vadas, through closeness of the mind. The eitz is mirochik. And to even figure out ideas and, and advice. Bechol in yone bne all the matters of your household physical needs of your household to take care of the physical needs of your household and to figure it out and to even come up with advice it's even far far far-fetched to come up with ways to help to help meet the physical needs of your household Ah, even though it's all nonsense the majority (laughs) Of the things that you're dealing with is pure nonsense. They're insignificant, they're meaningless, they're childish, they're immature. But you have a responsibility to take care of the needs, first and foremost, of your household. And if it's important to them, you have to deal with it seriously, you have to take your time, you have to plot and scheme and try to help them. And their level, According to their understanding. If it's important to them, you have to help. Even though it's pure nonsense. It's impossible any other way. Because we can't do a kindness of truth. Because what's truth? Truth is Torah. Torah is truth. But truth, when Hashem created the world, truth suggested that Hashem should not create the world. Because the whole world is filled with lies. This whole world is one big lie. It's riddled with lies, beginning, middle, and end. So Torah is truth. This world is the opposite of truth. This chesed, kindness, says you should create the world. Because this whole world is based on kindness, Hashem's kindness. Hashem wanted to bestow kindness. So what did Hashem do? The Medrash says, Hashem threw down emes Hashem threw down Tashlich threw down, threw away the attribute of truth, and, the world was created with a kindness. But what type of kindness? Not a kindness based on truth. A kindness that's based on lies. What do you mean a kindness based on lies? That means. That you have to get into the mind of the other person. If the other person it's important, even though objectively speaking and honestly speaking is completely superficial and nonsense and ridiculous, but to that person is not nonsense and ridiculous. That person, that physical favor that he needs, to him, that is real. And you have to accommodate him and you have to help him according to his level. She says, in the earlier generations in the times of the Talmud, or the earlier generations, and the Rishonim, the main service of Hashem was through Torah. So predominantly it was Torah. predominantly it was truth, truth dominated. And that's why the chesed was was co-opted by the truth, was included in the truth. That's why when the court, when the Jewish people had independence, the court would beat a Jew. If a Jew did not want to do a mitzvah, it wasn't optional. They would beat you to death until you shook the lulah of a nestling, until you put on the twill and you did what you had to do. It wasn't optional. That was an act of kindness, but it was an act of kindness that was based on truth. It's kindness what's good for you, not what, what you think is good, but what's truly good for you. Whether you like it or not, you're going to eat that spinach. <laughs> you're going you're to live a Jewish life whether you liked it or not, because it's good for you. So, the, the kindness was subsumed by the emis, by the truth of Torah. But in today's day in the age, just out the Rebbe wrote 200 years ago, imagine today, when, when everything fell so low till the earth. We are the soles of the feet. It's our service is action. We don't have the emis, we don't have the truth and the genuineness. Of the Torah, of the Mishnayas and the Braises, which are like the wings and the legs. We're the bottoms of the feet, the soles of the feet. Which is what? It's all about kindness. And what type of kindness? Not a kindness that's based on truth. A kindness that's based on sheker. On lies. Illusions, nonsense, ridiculousness. But this is the kindness. To be nice, you have to be gentle. You have to be understanding. You have to be sensitive. You have to b- draw close to the person and and obtain his goodwill. And this is the end of action, which is rooted in the original thought. This is the action which is rooted. And then he concludes. I'm not sure what this means. And um,
0: oh, Did you say the original thought?
1: No, in Hashem. In other words, this action, this act of goodness and kindness word, yeah. is rooted in Hashem's original thought. That was the original purpose. That's what Hashem wanted. That's yeah. the ultimate purpose. He says, and if there's only one way, which is a very low way, there is no higher way. There's only one approach, which is very low, and maybe a person who's genuine feels terrible, then you should try to comfort him, you should receive it with love, or try to awaken within him, you should uh, do some soul-searching to do to Hashem, and then Hashem will, then everything will open up, will be released. Al-Tarebi wrote this very cryptically. But could be this is the justification, this is what Al-Tarebi is answering. He's writing for posterity and answering this question. Why did he continue helping people in their physical needs, answering their physical questions after writing such a sharp, such a strong letter against it, that he opposes it, and he's against it, and he's pleading with the Hasidim, please stop. It's wrong. And yet he continued answering. But he's giving the answer. Because even if the Chassid is on a low level, the Jew is on a low level, yes, he's like a baby, immature. He doesn't have the maturity and the wisdom to understand that Hashem is not slapping him. Hashem is clean, cleansing him. Hashem is cleaning him. This is a cleansing program. Hashem is healing you. Instead of running away from it and trying to alleviate the symptom, run towards it, embrace it. Appreciate it. Feel Hashem's love and realize that what Hashem is healing you. And be grateful and thankful. and Open yourself up to it. And then the healing can happen much quicker. And then you feel the health. Then you won't need anymore. The detoxification program is temporary. Once the, the detox is over, then the body really starts healing and it's dramatic. And people go through the detox programs for one, two, three days. It's terrible. Then all of a sudden, there's a dramatic healing, dramatic change. You've got rid of all the toxicity, you've got rid of all the poison, and the body suddenly starts healing dramatically. Instead, the chasid is coming to the Rebbe. Please, Rebbe, give me a blessing, remove the headache. So the Rebbe can throw up his arms and say, What am I dealing with here? Why should I be bothered? What are you doing? Grow up. And in a society that's based on Torah and truth, this is the truth. This is the Emmas. What he writes in this letter is the God given truth. This is Emmas. And nevertheless, Al Tarev continued answering because just like Hashem himself, Emmas said, Don't create this world. This world is filled with lies. Hashem threw down Emma's and instead He built His world based on a kindness, not a kindness of truth, a kindness based on illusions. Not a kindness that's kindness to you, to the person, even in the person's, the person's small-mindedness and the person's lack of understanding and the person's lack of appreciation and the person's illusions. But if I can help that person, and help him out according to his understanding then that's my mission in life to help that person because it's in the physical where you find the essence of God this was the whole point in letter number 20 that the illusion what we call the illusion the lie of this world existence the physical the material is rooted in the very essence of Hashem it's not just an illusion, a lie The lie itself, the illusion, is rooted in the very essence of Hashem. Which is why the mitzvah itself is so powerful. Even when a Jew does a mitzvah without any feelings, without any understanding, without any emotions, without any sensitivity. Just the physical act of the mitzvah, it touches the very core and essence of Hashem. Because it's the physical that expresses the essence of Hashem. And so too here, when you physically help a Jew... When you do an act of kindness and you physically help a human being in this world, living in this world that's that's so filled with, riddled with lies and illusions and foolishness and superficiality. But when you help a Jew living in this world and you do a physical kindness and you draw close to him and you you help him out, you touch the essence of Hashem. This is what Hashem wants of us. This is what Hashem expects of us. This is what Hashem wants of us. And this is what touches the very essence of Hashem. This is the action that triggers and that reaches the original intent and the original thought. Just the help of person. No strings attached. In their mashagas. <laughs> Without the is writing here, even if you have a Jew who's not on that level, he is consumed by his material problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can't think, see beyond his nose. That's his whole world. That's his whole universe. He needs help. He doesn't know what you're talking about. He doesn't understand that. Uh, he doesn't understand. Just, just, I need help. Please help me. So you would think, what, what am I doing here? I'm an enabler, I'm enabling this narishkeit, and this foolishness, this, this ridiculousness, this superficial ridiculousness, this nonsense. Al Rebbe wrote, the last thing he wrote in his life, he says, no, that's what Hashem wants. <laughs> meet them in their world, meet them in their reality. But their reality is nonsense. So be it. Who created this nonsense? It's Hashem created this nonsense. And you have to meet them in their nonsense. In other words, there's one thing when a Jew is so tuned in and he knows that the physical is just a symptom of the spiritual and, and every part of the body has a counterpart, a spiritual counterpart. And if you're going to heal the spiritual, you also heal the physical. That's, that's, that's ideal. That's ultimate. And that's the truth. That's emes. But we're dealing here a kindness that's not based on emus. It's not based on emus. The Jew is not ready. He's not there yet. He's not ready. He's not open. He's just uh, hes living in a reality. He creates creates our own reality. You know, we create our own reality. We create our own bubbles. People live in their bubbles. People live in a world of nadeshkeit. Illusions and nadeshkeit and foolishness and ridiculousness. And that's the world that we live in. This whole world is one big nadeshkeit, one big foolishness. But if to them, it's a serious thing in their minds, where they're at right now, they are suffering and they need help, I have to lower myself to their world and help them. An act of kindness. And that's what Hashem wants. Because who created this Nareshkite? Hashem. It comes from the essence of God. The physical, the material comes from the very essence of Hashem. So therefore, that's the kindness that Hashem wants. That action, that deed of being close. And the way I go about it, he says, don't beat them over the head and try to spiritualize them and to change them. Be with them. Be close to them. Let them feel that you're with them. And you enter into their world. And help them in their world, in their reality. Because that's basically what he's describing in this letter. The Alter Rebbe, people, the Chassidim are coming to him. The Alter Rebbe is basically describing from an Emma's point of view. He says, I don't understand. It's completely wrong. It's ridiculous. If you would understand what Hashem is doing, that Hashem is healing us, you wouldn't be running to me. What are you running to me? Hashem is healing you. What what are you running to? What are you running away from? From an Emma's point of view, it makes absolutely no sense. But, and he says, I understand they, men well, they mean well Hashem Shemayim, because in order to serve God you have to be healthy. So they want to be able to serve God with a, without a headache. So they need, they need, they're coming to my help. But yeah, I understand it, But still, Alter Rebbe says, I don't understand why you're running from. If you would understand what Hashem is doing, you would love Hashem. You would turn your face and, and receive it and facilitate this healing process. Alter Rebbe didn't change his mind. Now the Rebbe is writing exactly the way he feels and the way he sees it. From an Emma's point of view, there's no room for this whole conduct of a chassid running to the Rebbe to ask him for his material help. That's what the Rebbe is writing. That's his position. He's stating it. He's not ashamed. He states it very emphatically. That from his point of view, from an Emma's point of view, from a Torah point of view, it's complete nonsense. And wrong. And ridiculous. And a complete childish, immature understanding of what's going on here. The Rebbe feels very strongly about it. He doesn't, he's not shy. And yet he continued to help, <laughs> continued to play along with our mashayas. Because as he wrote right before he passed away, literally hours with the, right before he passed away, that Metoy This is what Hashem wants. This world of nonsense, Hashem created this world of nonsense not just a maya, an illusion. uh, Hashem, this comes from the very essence of Hashem. Ego comes from the very essence of Hashem. Material comes from the very essence of Hashem. So if this is the reality, and this is the world that that we live in, this is the world where the person is living at, this is the world where the chassid is at, I am going to be there with him and help him in this world. A kindness that's not based on emes. A kindness that's based on pure narishkeit. He uses very strong language. He says, It's lies. It's illusions. It's lies. It's foolishness. And nevertheless, I take it seriously. I have to take it seriously. And go into their, step into their shoes and be there with them. And they should feel the closeness and the warmth and I'm, I'm empathizing and I'm there with them. So it's a very, it's a very strong lesson in life. I mean, this is, this, this is the MS. <laughs> no. This is the powerful MS. So what he says stands. It's not like the Alter changed changes mind. He made a statement for posterity and the the children put it in. This is a statement for posterity. This is Alter Rebbe's position. You want to know how I feel? You want to know how I see it? You want to know how Torah sees it? How Hashem sees it? What's really going on? It's completely... He rejects the whole... I don't understand this, he says. Every chassid in the world runs to the Rebbe to ask him for his physical well-being. From the balshemtiv and the magid, and not only all the non-labavitcher rebbeys, the Alta rebbe himself, and all the Rebbe's since, and it only increased with time, the rebbe had astounding miracles and answers, and one greater than the next balshemskim miracles. But the rebbe saying, yes, this is the truth but the world was created on chesed that's not based on truth because this illusion comes from the essence of Hashem that's what Hashem wants acts of goodness and kindness even from an honest objective point of view from a Torah point of view you can dismiss it as complete narishkeit complete foolishness ridiculousness absurdity makes no sense childish immaturity this is what
2: Hashem wants.
1: Hashem created this. This is what he wants physical favor to another Jew. Food for thought. <laughs> so, so someone comes to the rabbi and cries to the rabbi. Okay? Whatever. Everyone can understand themselves in their own personal life, but if someone comes to cry to you and Things that in your mind you're just laughing inside. It's so foolish. People take things seriously. I mean, are you kidding me? There's, there's real problems in this world, and you're crying about, about things that are like ridiculous. This is what you're crying about. But you know, if it's important to that person, and that person is crying, it is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But if that person is crying, I'm going to cry with you, <laughs> I'm going to help you. Period. That's what Alternative is saying. You know they once asked, the, pre- the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, there was a rabbi used to come to him and he was a big Nudnik, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names. And uh, the previous Rebbe drew him in and was very warm to him, very close to him and he said, Re- Rebbe, why why are you, I mean, everyone knew him to be a, he was a classical Nudnik. So the Rebbe answered, the previous Rebbe answered, he said, he says, you know, one step above in heaven, they look at all of us like a bunch of nutniks. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And nevertheless, they take us seriously. They listen to us, they respond to us, so, you know? If you're talking about truth, in the world of truth, (laughs) we don't... we we. We're not living in a world of truth. Hashem created the world of lies, the world of illusions. That's our world, the material world that we live in, the egotistical, egomaniacal world that we live in. That's the reality Hashem created and it's rooted in the very reality of Hashem, the very essence of Hashem as explained in, chat, in letter number 20, which is the foundation for this, for this last thing that al wrote. So this is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants a chesed that's not based on truth. A chesed that's based on Get into the other person's head, get into the other person's shoes, empathize, be there with them. If it if it means everything to them, then then I have to help them, period. No strings attached. That's what Hashem wants. And that's what Al Drabi did even though he viewed Hasidim coming to him to ask him questions, he explains what he views of that. He, he's not shy. He writes very sharp and very clear what he believes. And he hasn't changed his mind. He didn't change his mind. This stays. This letter was incorporated in the Tanya. This is the al official position of what he thinks of Hasidim coming to him to ask him physical questions. Very sharp. And yet he answered. Because this is what Hashem wants to help the Jew be there for them, with them, even in the Narushkaib. That's exactly what he did. And all the Rebus
0: Next week we'll learn part two. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com.